in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good afternoon, and we are still pursuing the path of holiness. So last week, Abuna Paul shared with us that compromise can defile holiness. Our title today, Believing Lies Also Defile Holiness. So please focus with me for a few minutes at the beginning to be able to go through the journey together. So we know the story from the beginning that God had did a great, great miracle with Moses and the Israelites and now they have the freedom to get out of the land of Egypt. Because of the killing of the Passover lamb, now we have the freedom to go out. Some people felt at the time the battle is finished. Now we are victorious and we have to live a happy, clappy life. And now we attained our holiness, which was not the case. So we would like to think just after this immediately, after killing the Passover, and the Israelites left the land, but after a few hours, Pharaoh came back to his mind once more said, let us pursue them. Let me leave these two images in front of your eyes just for a few seconds. These are the armies of the Egyptians running after the Israelites. And the other image, those are the Israelites fleeing, old men, old women, kids, animals, everyone. You don't hold even a stick to defend themselves. So the image in front of our eyes, army running after the Israelites. Why? Because every time we come before the Lord, we are thinking, why all these hassles? Why we have a problem everywhere? Why we have such rumors? Why we have fire and the devil is attacking us every minute? Are we distant for it? Is it part of our path into holiness? Do I have to flee? That's why our title, the Believing Lies, defile our sanctification and holiness. Let me read with you one verse from Exodus chapter 14 and verse 19. And the angel of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. And then focus on this one, please. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the others, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Again, put the image in your mind. The Egyptians are fleeing old, young animals without any weapons to defend themselves. And behind them, the Egyptians running with their armies. The key word in the verse is the word camp. The angel of the Lord came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. It's very normal to say this is a camp. They were soldiers coming to fight, to return back the slaves, the Israelites. But strangely enough, that the Holy Spirit was telling us the camp of Israel. And the word in Greek, a camp of armed hosts. Which one we can call it a camp of armed hosts? It's very easy to see the Egyptians as such. 
But the Lord is telling you and me tonight or this evening, because you accepted the blood, the power of the blood of the Passover lamb, you are now a soldier in my camp. The word in Hebrew, mechane, it means a soldier in a camp. So he's telling you and me, if you are pursuing the way of holiness, you have to see yourself as a soldier in the camp of Israel. Yes, you don't hold a weapon, but because you are in the midst of those people, you are a soldier. So it means you are in a war. From day one, since we came to the church and were baptized, we, uh, we renounced the devil and we faced the east and we said we are in a war against the enemy. And this war against our personal sanctification. This war is on 24-7. So when you ask yourself why you are suffering today, why this attacks from the enemy? Because you are in the camp of Israel. Yes, you are not holding a physical weapon, but your prayers, your knees, your Bible readings, your fasting, all these are your weapons. Yes, it seems you are going to be defeated, but we will see in a few minutes now how the Lord is telling us you are a soldier and the battle is on and the victory is assured if you believe in my power. So believing in any of the lies of the enemy is very easy to stumble in my way of sanctification. It's very easy to go back, say, it is not my battle anymore. I feel I was at rest. We'll hear it from the Israelites many times. Why are you bringing us here to freedom? Some of us will hate freedom because of the war. But we are here to assure one another that we are joyfully in the war day and night. So the word mechane, it means in the camp of the armed force of the Israelites. Let us take it one by one. First of all, don't regret the freedom. The first lie, the devil is going to attack me and you. Why? Why are you here today? Why are you putting the effort to come to church early and to attend whatever you are going to attend? Why? You were at rest at ease at one point. And here what we hear it in the same chapter, Exodus 14. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, an army following us. So they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us? To bring us up out of, the, of Egypt. Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt? Saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. If this is your words, or the devil is whispering in your ears this morning. Why? Why are you taking us this whole journey? Why you are taking us and we told you, Lee, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. The Lord is whispering again in my ears, in your ears. The battle is mine. But if you are pursuing the holiness, you are in the camp of the armed host of Israel. And it's time to, to use the power. The victory that he has done and kept for you. It's very easy to spread such bad news. If you imagine, if we have Facebook at the time of Moses, you would kill him. Why? Why are you bringing us here? And everybody, let us go and stone him. But thank God, Moses was standing firm. And he knew that he is not taking them out to death. But he was taking them out to the promised land. That's why, 
immediately in the same chapter. Moses said, the Lord will fight for you and we shall hold your peace. Again, it's for you and me this afternoon. The, whole, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of the pharaohs that came into the sea after them. Not much as one of them remained. He's telling you, don't worry about how many chariots are coming before you. Don't worry how many devils or enemies are. We have only one enemy attacking you. Because in the end, not so much as one of them remained. Why? Because we are not fighting the fight. But we are in the camp of the armed forces of Israel. But be sure, don't say these words of, the, of regretting the freedom. The freedom is very valuable. It costed in the Old Testament the blood of the Passover lamb. And in the New Testament, it's the blood of the Son of God who died in person for each and every one of us, as St. Paul says in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. So the first lie that is taking me away from the sanctification or holiness is telling me, regret your freedom. Why are you here? Why you brought us out of the land of slavery and you want us to die in this wilderness? And the Lord is telling you and me, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and not so much as one of them will remain. Secondly, this happened and now we are very joyful. This happened in chapter 14. Chapter 15, the great song, the first lopsh, the first host. Mariam, the sister of Aaron, started to sing, how amazing our Lord that he took us out of the land. But still the liar whispering in their ears. Just three days later, it tells us in uh, chapter 15 at the very end, just immediately after the song. Now when they came to Mara, they couldn't drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people claimed against Moses saying, what shall we drink? What shall we drink? If you pass the first lie that you enjoy the freedom and you insist on the freedom and the path of sanctification is telling you there's a bitterness in your life. You are missing your sin. You are missing your gossip. You are missing your bad fellowship. There's a bitterness. And then he is telling me and you in the same word. So he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And again, if you are coming with your bitterness, and the devil is telling you, now you are not enjoying your life because you are choosing the path of freedom and sanctification. The Lord is telling us it's through the tree. Gaze your eyes on the crucified Lord. Gaze your eyes on the risen Lord. And he's the only one who is able to convert your bitterness and my bitterness into a sweet water, into sweetness in general. But again, remember, you are in the camp of the Israelites. You are under the attack of the, uh, of the enemy. And first of all, he said, you regret your freedom. It's better to go back to the land of Egypt. Then if you are singing with Mary, glorifying God for what he has done, he is not going to leave you. Again, the whole idea is, is why you are attacked, because you are the army. Why we have a battle every day, because you are in the camp of the Israelites. And mechna, which means we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. 
Second lie, he was trying to take me out of the path of holiness, bitterness. And then he's telling us, it's not enough. I, my intention is to revert you back into the unholy life, back to the land of slavery. Are you willing to listen to the whisper of the enemy or to resist to the bloodshed, as St. Paul was telling us? Again, next chapter. You see, in the end, I will tell you in, in how many days Moses was able to grasp this grumbling and how many times those people were about to kill Moses. Why? Because he chose for them. And they accepted on day one to be in the path of sanctification into the land of the promised land. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. Remember, the land of Egypt is the land of slavery. What happens there? When we sat by the pots of the meat, we didn't eat meat. Just we smelled the meat. When we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the world, this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Put yourself in the place of Moses and Aaron. Those whom chosen by God to take them out of the slavery. And every time what they hear is totally the opposite. Because you brought us to this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. If you imagine this is the accusation against Moses and Aaron. Again, the third lie is thinking now you are hungry for relationships. You are hungry for what you used to do in the land of Egypt. You were not fed. You smelled the meat and you ate the bread and you feel this was much better than what the Lord is preparing for you. You don't want to experience his power once more. You have seen a gracious hand, a mighty hand of the Lord in the night of the Passover. Then they saw how he opened the sea before them. And not uh, even a single person remained from their enemies. And he turned the uh, bitter water into sweet water. And now we are grumbling once again. Why? You forgot you are in the camp of the Israelites. You forgot that you are in a war and the victory is assured. Wait and see how the mighty hand is going to assure you of it. That's why immediately, in the same chapter, chapter 16, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat in the morning, you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Are you a soldier in the camp of the Israelites? You will know that I am the Lord your God. Your hunger will be satisfied, but in a different way. Yes, in the Old Testament was from heaven. But as the Lord himself said in John chapter 6, not like our forefather who ate the manna and died. Now it's time to receive the real manna, the body and the blood of Christ. You will eat it and it will be an eternal life to you. Again, if I'm pursuing the path of holiness and I'm accepting the lie, you will be hungry. You are not going to be fed all the way. And you see, now you are in the wilderness. If you are coming this afternoon, seeing yourself in the wilderness, believe that he is here, that you may know, I am the Lord your God. Yes, it's too much. 
But remember again, you are in the camp of the Israelites. You are here to fight. And you are here to face your enemy with the victory of Christ. So the first lie, go back to your slavery once more. Second lie, your life has no sweetness anymore. It's life of bitterness because you left the land of slavery. And the third one, you'll be hungry. The first one is telling us it's time again. You feel the thirst of the life. There is no more water. The same people, the same leader, the same God, and still our hearts are stubborn. Still our hearts are stony hearts. We can see ourselves that we are suffering because we are in the camp of the victorious Israelites. We, ha- we are in a battle. We are not just joking with the enemy. And the enemy wants to kill us in this wilderness. He wants us not to reach into the land of promise. Again, chapter 17 at the beginning. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, Why do you count with me, uh, content with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with the same complaint? Please think just in two seconds. Are you saying the same words? Why? Why this battle? Why this war? Why you are suffering? Why? Why? The Israelites were doing the same. And unfortunately, in the end, many of them did not enjoy the land of promise. Why? Because they rejected to be real soldiers in the camp of Israel. Is encouraging us this evening. We are not here to listen to a sermon. We are facing the reality. We are in a battle. And we are in a battle with one enemy, the devil. We are in a battle, and the victory is assured if we believe that we are in the camp of the armed host of Israel, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Again, in the same chapter. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with, with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock on Horeb, and you shall strike the rock. And the water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Again, if you are thinking of any other water rather than the water who came from heaven, the Holy Spirit, you will never be satisfied in your life. So we are coming to church from day one. The church told me, now you have the victory. You died and you are risen with Christ. And also you receive the Holy Spirit to be empowered. St. Peter tells us in 2 Peter 1, 3, for his divine power has given us everything that pertains to life and goodness. If you are coming and believing why I am suffering from the lack of water, it's the Holy Spirit. He is the only one who is able to satisfy you, not anything else. If you are pursuing the way of holiness, he is the Holy Spirit. He is the sanctifier. One of the names of God in the Old Testament is Jehovah Makadesh. Jehovah who sanctifies and sanctifies everyone. Then, amazingly enough, after all this grumbling, in the beginning of chapter 17, please focus on this word. Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out in their journey from the wilderness of Sin, listen, 
according to the commandments of the Lord and camped in Raphidim. Why are you here? Because the Lord told me, come here. Why are you in this camp? Why are you with, with these people? Because the Lord told me, I am commanded by him to be here. Verse 8. We'll skip from 2 to 6. The story of the grumbling about the water. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel and Rephidim. How come, Lord, you are bringing us to this place and then you are bringing the enemy to us? Is it making any sense to you? Why are you here? Because the Lord brought you here to fight, to a battle, to a war. Strangely enough, the Lord is telling us, why, if you imagine the mind of an Israelite at that time, why do you want us to fight? In the beginning, we didn't raise even a stick. We didn't do anything with the Egyptians. You did the whole battle, and we just were walking. You called us the camp, the armed force, why we have no arms? We have no power to, to fight. Why now you want us to fight face to face with an enemy, with the Amalekites? And hear what St. Gregory of Nyssa was telling us. He said, you can't fight without receiving the manna from heaven and without receiving the Holy Spirit, the water which came out of the rock. So the first battle, the enemy were defeated. You have the victory of life because you have no power to fight your enemy. And this, again, all of us enjoyed it. In day one, you, when you came to church, you died with Christ, you are risen with him, and you received the power of his death and resurrection. In the same day, you received your communion, and you received the Holy Spirit and the Holy Myron. Now, you are ready to fight. And this is the fight of the Israelites. You are not here by chance. You are not there by chance. The Lord told them according to the commandments of the Lord and camped in Raphidim. And now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Raphidim. He's telling you out loud, you are here to fight. I brought you to this place, to this church, to fight the enemy. And if you believe <clears throat> in his lies, it could defile or stumble your path into holiness. The Israelites, on that moment, they knew this is a different battle. We know the story. I'm not going to share it with you for the sake of time. Moses was praying, and Joshua went down and fought and got the victory. Moses was showing the power of the cross or the shadow of good things to happen. And Joshua was battling in the battlefield with the Amalekites, and the victory was theirs. And here the report of the victory. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called it its name, The Lord is my brother, Jehovah Nissi. He wants every one of us this afternoon to see that I have a banner, Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is my banner. He is the one who is going to bestow the victory. And this remembrance to me, the victory is yours at all times. If you, believe, if you stick in the camp of the Israelites. Are they worthy of this? No. Are they learning the lesson? No. But still, he accepted because his name was called upon them. He accepted to give them the victory many times. They grumbled many times. And maybe you are in this position now. 
is telling us it's time to repent. It's time to enjoy the fullness of the power of what he is saying. The fullness of rejecting the lies of the enemy. Let me tell you what happened, and it's an examination for my heart and your heart. St. Stephen in the book of Acts chapter 7 had a very long sermon from Abraham till Jesus. Then he was stoned in the end. And hear what he commanded about the same situation of the Israelites. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us. Listen. Whom our fathers would not obey but rejected and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt. They refused the sanctification. They refused the land of promise. And unfortunately, all of them, except two, as you know, didn't enter into the land of promise. It's telling us, in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt. If you miss your sanctification this afternoon, we hear it many times in the liturgy, lift up your heart, and we say, we, are, we have them with the Lord. In Egypt or in heaven? It was the risen, ascended Lord or back into the land of slavery? A place where I have unholy relationships. The place where I have gossiping. Whatever, any sin, by the way, can defile my path of sanctification. It's not only about a sexual sin to be unholy. Every single sin could take me from the path of holiness. Our fathers would not obey but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt. It's time to ask myself, where are my hearts? Where are our hearts? Is it really in Egypt or is it really in the Lord with him ascended there? St. Paul was telling us, is a big part telling me, where your heart is, then something will go out, come out of it. The Israelites, they had many chances. It's not only one. And he's giving, telling me and you, you have a second and third chance, but it might be the last. No one can guarantee where is the next one. For although they knew God, speaking about people who knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Why? They know God. They know about him. And they are worshiping him in a sense. Though they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, listen, and again, choose the opposite. Therefore, God gives them over in the sinful desires of their hearts. If their hearts went back, returned back into Egypt, the Lord gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts. He's telling me and you again this night, or this afternoon, are you willing to restore your heart once more in the right direction? Or you are still thinking it's okay? I don't need to fight. I'm a peaceful person. Yes, but you are in the camp of the Israelites. The battle is always on 24-7. And there is no ceasefire. You are always in front of the fire of the enemy. And you are always in the power. and in the, You have the opportunity to claim your victory in Christ. That's why he is adding once more, St. Paul, be careful. The gift and the victory is for everyone. 
Everyone from day one is called to be in the army, armed force of the Israelites, in the army of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here St. Paul is giving us a report about them. All were baptized, we all baptized, into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that the rock was Christ. Yes. What is the result of what you have done? Are you coming to be a churchgoer, attending a liturgy, and having communion, eating the, 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 manna, the real manna, and you are baptized, and, you, and then what is next? But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Why? Because their hearts returned back into Egypt. He's telling me and you, if you pursue the path of holiness, it's time to reject all lies. If the lie is you are regretting now the freedom, repent before the Lord. If the lie is that it's a life of bitterness, it's life of sweetness, because I have the real tree, the cross. If you are hungry or thirsty, it's saying I am the one who is going to feed you from heaven with the manna and with the living water coming from there. If you are afraid of the war, He's telling you, I brought you here to fight. I brought you here to win, to be victorious. And that's why if you think this is five events in four chapters, strangely enough, it's in less than 50 days. Historically, in less than 50 days. Do you imagine these five great events in less than 50 days? You'll see this exactly if you look to the beginning of chapter 19. And you imagine Moses and Aaron about to be stoned five times. Why? Because you are leading us into the land of promise. Because you are inviting us out of the path of unholiness into holiness. Imagine the Israelites themselves. Those who are in this camp and they believe there is no way. We are going to die in this wilderness by any means. If the Lord give you all these miracles in just five, five, less than 50 days. And you still you believe it will not work. They grumbled later many times. And as we heard the, the word of St. Paul, with most of them, he was not pleased. He continued in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This was written for us. To take the right example. To know and to learn. We are not here to believe any lies whatsoever. We are here to rely on the word of God. We are here to rely on the victorious Jesus who came to, to gain for me and for you the victory. He didn't come to be defeated. He came to obtain this victory and to ask every one of us to enjoy and claim the fullness of this victory. Let me <clears throat> leave with you this verse once more that you are in a war. You are in the camp of the Israelites. You are here to fight. You are not here only to listen. You are not here to watch. You are not here to, to take any sin whatsoever lightly. You are here to say, I'm a soldier in the army of God. I'm enjoying his victory. I'm pursuing the path of holiness whatsoever the cost. Because the Lord is promising us that in the other end, even if two only, Joshua and Caleb, the land of promise is opened for them. Let us pray together that we are in a war 
enjoying the victory and not, af- not, not being afraid at all that the war is always on till the last press and the victory always is there for us. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Let us stand up and pray.